This is a Quite the Thing media production of Quite the Music, distributed as part of Quite the Music collab. And welcome to the latest episode here of Quite the Music. I am always I'm your host, Gary Morris, and joining us on this very special episode is a very special guest from the Ultimate Steps fan site. Um, it's my very good friend, Jan Vahar. Evening, Jan. Hey, Gary, and uh, thank you again for, for having me tonight. No, you're more than welcome. Uh, regular listeners to the pod will know um, that I'm... Very passionate about all of my pop music, but Steps obviously is the the kind of best pop band in the history of the world, which people that have listened to a lot of my shows will know that that's uh, my take. Um, So I I will absolutely uh, go into bat for that. And what we wanted to try and do with this pod, uh, special two-part pod, um, with it being the 25th anniversary um, of the band this year, um, we wanted to join up with the Ultimate Steps uh, fan site um, and they conducted uh, Ultimate Singles Vote um, with all of their members via Facebook, via Twitter, and what we're myself and Jan are looking to do over the course of the next uh, hour or so across two separate pods is count down those top 25 singles uh, to kind of celebrate the 25 years of perfect pop music. Um, but what I thought would be quite a, a good way to get into it is just to chat a little bit about the Ultimate Step site and how you managed to to get involved with them, Jan. Well, you know, it's such a funny story. Like, um, I I got into steps since the very early age, uh, and I kind of, you know, like I merged into the community like a few years ago, especially more intensively in 2017, when I was actually able to see them live for the first time in the O2, and then later on, you know, then you connect with community, and at some point, um, when the Ultimate Steps Network was getting bigger and bigger, connecting all the um, networks for covering all the um, members of, of Steps, I kind of stepped in for Ultimate Leap, which was, which I'm responsible for. And you know, it's 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 such a joy, it's such a pleasure uh, to be involved in sort of steps every day of your life. So um, it's it's always a joy and always keeping up for for the updates and news in terms of our favorite pop group ever. Yeah, and I think uh, obviously being being a member of of the site as well, you, you it is a very interactive community, um, and it's something that the fans of the band are are very kind of happy to kind of celebrate it with each other, and it is um, obviously when there's maybe not a lot happening or not new material, there's always 
old videos mm-hmm. or old photos or everything on there. It, it just prompts discussion. And I think what's so great about the band is it is so global that you can communicate with people from America, from Australia, from Europe, um, from yes. the UK, which is obviously where, where I am. And it, it's, it kind of crosses a, a kind of wide range of people that you wouldn't normally come across. Yeah, I mean, the community itself, it's its amazing. Like, I mean, be, first of all, being a part of that community is firstly a gift. You know, you're always surrounded by love from any of the aspects, you know, in this STEPS community. And I think Ultimate STEPS is basically, it's more than a fan site. It really is a community of people who are passionate for STEPS and for their 25 years long career. It's basically um, an, an unshameable joy and pop in, in putting into the music. So uh, it's it's always so nice to see uh, here. It's Southeast Asia also. There's a lot of friends I have from there because we we met on on the concert in London in '02 back on uh, back in 2017, uh, and it goes all the way to United States, where they also um, gained some experiences at the beginning of their era. And, and it's beautiful because you can see when, when we were counting the, the, the votes, it was amazing because we, we, we received the votes from, from throughout the whole Europe, basically. And it was really, really, really nice feel that all of these fans were um, kind of uh, involved in this voting, which we are going to talk about it a little bit later. No, absolutely. And I think you you mentioned there about the the geography there. Um, obviously, as I saw the results coming in, uh, different songs tend to be more popular or, or less popular, depending what region of the world you're in. And I think that's something, hopefully, with these podcasts uh, for everyone out there, that we can obviously try and celebrate uh, some of those uh, local differences and try and explain maybe why certain songs are got more resonance in certain places. Yeah, it, it really is, you know, like sometimes uh, when we were checking the votes coming from the different countries, it was uh, super funny because let's say uh, Europe would go, I'm, I'm just saying randomly, would go for the songs from the 2020 era, let's say. Meanwhile, the United States would go for their notice, you know, notice uh, period of their career. So it's, it's so different how the crowd um, celebrates the 25 years of steps in, in a really different way with admiring songs uh, from the different parts of their um, journey, 25-year-old journey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, something I've been a fan of them from the beginning as well back from the kind of the mid-90s so uh, when you see them live these days you, you do get that kind of celebration of all the greatest hits but with obviously some of the the more recent um singles and album tracks off the, the latest albums which have done very very well for them and it's interesting when you you go to certainly some of the the more recent um shows uh, and you can really mm-hmm. see the people that are there for the first time, the, the most recent tour, I took my daughter, who's seven years old, and so that was her first experience of a Steps concert. But it's that generation thing of kind of passing into the next generation is uh, something that was was quite clear, uh, certainly at uh, that, that last tour that they did. 
Exactly. This is the this is the magic of steps. You know, like there are so many people who were um, when they started to follow steps in the 90s. You know, now they, as you said, they became parents and they are bringing another generation to meet steps. You know, and this is one great story when it comes to uh, when it comes to sharing the music via all the generations. Um, and and it's great because they 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 love it. It's Steps are pure. Steps are basically uh, unapologetically pop, and they will always be. And this is the biggest charm about them, you know. And I think it's especially in times like these, like the times we had in the last two and a what half years. Um, Steps music is probably it was never meant more than it means now. And who would know that there. Uh, new era was named after their album what the future holds you know so it all goes together and it's it's celebration of joy celebration of true pop celebration of love celebration of equality it's it's actually celebration of life if we put it all together yeah absolutely so a bit of housekeeping uh, when the ultimate steps network uh, put out the the poll for the ultimate step single uh, which we're going to be counting down over the course of this podcast uh, they put up 36 singles uh, which were mm-hmm. released either um, somewhere in the world um, mm-hmm. from all elements of their era and they, they put a bit of a twist on it uh, to play up a little bit on the, the kind of Eurovision voting uh, which is given as uh, some of the, the points totals which will count down uh, but you, you to basically give 12 points to your favourite song, 10 points to your next favourite, and so on and so forth down the list. Um, and that's where we ended up with the, the ultimate um, step single, uh, which we will obviously reveal uh, at the end of this podcast. But for the course of this, with it being the 20th anniversary, we're going to be counting down the top 25 and talking a few kind of anecdotes and stories and around these particular songs what they mean to us what they mean to the fans out there um and obviously speak a little bit about whether or not we're surprised that we've landed in the the chart because uh, as we mentioned there is a bit of kind of regency bias for some of them uh, maybe some of the the older hits have maybe landed a little bit lower down in the chart than you would expect but then you've got all the kind of big hitters and the, the kind of top 10 really so um we'll we'll chat about that as we go Jan. yes okay so let's start at number 25 and the song that received 469 points and the ultimate steps jury and it was the double a side for their first ever number one and it is uh, not tragedy but uh, the other side of that single um heartbeat um so yeah uh, first number one single obviously in the uk four steps um being heartbeat tragedy um what's your thoughts on heartbeat a as a song and why it entered the chart maybe this low you know, I wouldn't say that any of these songs for a beginning, I wouldn't say that any of these songs ended up low. Because as we said, we were voting from, from all over the world. And some of the fans enjoy some songs more than the others and the opposite way. I would say that um, whatever um, whatever make them putting 
hard bit on, on, on that place is basically that each and every one of us are embracing this song differently. But as you said, it's it's their first number one. It's been released in November 9th in 1998. It's been 30 weeks on chart and it's been certified platinum. Um, it's been, what, in UK it was um, sold in excess of 1,200,000 copies. So it was basically a huge success. And personally, Heartbeat always have this special place in my heart. Whenever uh, this song is played, it's, uh, it shows also the different side of steps. It shows how they can definitely go well with a ballads. I love the music video because it, it you can see um, the way how they enjoy it, even though I would say they steps enjoy steps nowadays more than they did in, in, in 25 years ago because you know like they've been on the top of the charts all the time they've been literally performing everywhere from one gig to another from one tv performance to another etc and i think they literally enjoy it more now because it's more you know relaxed more it's it's uh, strategy strategy works differently etc and i would say um you know some of the songs have to land up at 25th place and some of yeah, them so. and that's yeah. first one but this doesn't mean that we um love them less or more but uh, as said it's 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 such a it's such a nice song um uh, pete waterman actually claimed during promo for hit factory live in 20, um, 2012 that um, the song had been set in the drawer for years before he gave it to them but he, really? okay. i mean the, the song actually uh, was waiting for the right reason, apparently. So yeah. even though it's on the 25th place, it's one of the songs we love and enjoy. Yeah, I, I know certainly on the, the last tour uh, where I saw them uh, in Glasgow and uh, one of the, the kind of big contributors to the the site, uh, David Roberts, who'd flown over from America and people listening to this will, will know David that are active on the site. And uh, this song was actually dedicated to David um, uh, at that concert, which was a, a nice moment for him uh, and for mm -hmm. anyone that, that knows him. So uh, I'm sure that this one has got a, a, a very good place in David's heart anyway from from that concert. But yeah, uh, it's, it's a nice song. It's one that actually shows off their voices quite well, actually. And exactly. uh, it's, it's a nice change of pace, um, particularly for, on the live shows as well, to let, let, let the girls kind of show, show their vocal range. Um, so yeah, 25 heartbeat with 469 points and 24th place uh, one of the, the more recent tracks um, showed a, a slightly different side to, to the band um, Take Me For A Ride with 503 um, votes now I'm a big fan of their recent material but I didn't really take to this one I've got to be honest Shana. it wasn't a song that, that did a great deal for me um, although does have that kind of 80 styling um but i can kind of understand why this one maybe hasn't quite got a lot of votes uh, it's not one of my favorites i've got to be honest uh, take me for a ride I, I think i see the reason why they put it on this album which was released lately um as they said uh, there there's a i mean their music is it can be easily accompanied um, by, by their music video. And I have to say that uh, Take Me For A Ride really has this, um, how would I say, um, it, was, it would have this 
fashion feeling. You know, it's it all seems like like a fashion walk. Seems like um, they took the the music video on another new level. But um, at some point, they as they said, they don't want to um, keep up with with the trends and with 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 the um, artists who are topping the charts nowadays. But it still shows the way that. Um, to, to those, let's say, or managers, producers, maybe also artists from their earliest era, uh, that they are serious band releasing music, which is um, pretty much, at least for, for the last releases, they go for campiness, they go for, you know, for key changes we all love and adore. But um, at the same time, they they showed their own serious side, and I I, I quite enjoy this diversity with them, mm. um, and it's 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 probably for a reason on on the latest album, and I can see the reason why people enjoy it. Um, I have to say that I enjoy some other songs more than this one as well. But again, it's um, it's always such a pleasure whenever they announce new songs and. To be honest, there's a lot of um, bands from 90s and early 2000s who were topping the charts, some of them for a few years, some of them for a year, some of them even less. And if you see it right now, there's a lot of bands coming over for reunions and there's a lot of bands coming for um, you know, meeting up with the fans. They, they all have 20th anniversaries, etc., etc. But they're so, so, so unique because they're probably one, one of the rarest bands who doesn't just rely on greatest hits album, just re-releasing, you know, uh, old stuff. They literally are, they, they offered two brand new studio albums in like 12 months. Who does that? No. <laughs> you know, and... and and this is basically what what I what I admire the most. They really do appreciate fans. Whenever you watch their interviews, they're saying, you know, we are here because of the fans. And if the fans want new music, we will do it. You know. So this is why I see that some of people they enjoy "Take Me for a Ride" more than the others. But again, yeah. you know, it's it shows their own serious side, and I think it's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's personal taste. I think that there's maybe two or three album uh, album tracks from What Future Holds Part Two, which I enjoy more. Which when I should release the singles, so obviously don't count as part of this uh, chart. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It didn't strike me as a a single really from the album when there maybe there were better options. But as I say, mm-hmm. personal taste, and that's the 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 enjoyment of a chart like this is that everyone gets. Their vote and, and my 12 points are just as valuable as your 12 points or Joe Bloggs from Earth Mongolia and their 12 points all count exactly the same. So uh, that's where you can really get it's the ultimate song because it's everyone's vote is counted exactly the same. And one of the things I should really mention is this um, that it's been actually with Take Me For A Ride, Steps Celebrated um, with with um, Carl Twig and and with, with this tandem, Tobham and Twig, actually releasing uh, a song after 20 years for them. So it's it's actually uh, somehow you know getting back to this era when they were all you know celebrating and releasing stuff together, and now they 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 have got this new track by them. 
and this is why I, I really think that um, it, it's nice to to keep up also with some old uh, with, with some older producers in terms of you know their early age um, and and I think it's great it, it, it's great to see them um, keeping and actually creating new music in from no. any sorts yeah okay no magic uh, number 23 on the chart uh, one of my personal favourites, so which I, I gave a lot of points to, um, song <laughs> written by uh, Benny and Bjorn uh, from ABBA, um, "Story oh. of a Heart" with um, oh five hundred and forty-one points. Okay, Jan, talk talk to me about "Story of a Heart." Where can I start? Oh my God, it's. I mean, we will get to "Scared of the Dark" eventually, but like second single from this uh, twenty seventeen album, "Tears on the Dance Floor." Um, I don't know. Like whenever I see this. I'm talking through the music video because I like to embrace steps through the visualizer, you know, and whenever I see story of a heart, it just feels like that even though the song was actually released by, by um, a Benny, Benny Anderson band was actually created in that way as it was written for steps on the right time, um, while celebrating 20, uh, 20 years of steps, um, the video shows how they um, literally took over the memories from their past. And it's, it's so heartwarming whenever watching this and seeing how they see it as a throwback also from the concert. When they looked back on, on the screen, they, they've been performing it. It's one of my favorite steps moment of on the concerts ever because they were literally turning their backs to the audience and watching to the clips of their you know or past performances or music videos whatever this is how they paid tribute to that and it's it's such a beautiful song uh, i could also see it um, that one of let's say story of a heart could also work with abba but at the end steps were called ABBA on speed back in the days, you know, so it was actually very fitting. And I have to say, uh, if, if we, we if we are not talking about the campy songs, um, probably Story of a Heart is one of my favorite ballads. Um, yeah. no, it's that a tapes beautiful song that done very, very well. And it's very it, well. It's, it sounds very nostalgic and current at the same time, which is uh, quite a difficult thing to do. Um, yes. Uh, it, it sounds very modern, but also has got that nostalgia about it. it. Sounds absolutely perfectly as if it was written for steps, but it's got that kind of other feel to it. But yeah, just just perfect on there. And, Extremely. Uh, it, it was a very nice kind of song to come mm-hmm. into um, in that kind of comeback way. Obviously, Scared of the Dark was the kind of big kind of reintroduction um, from that album, but this was, we're going to give you a little bit of what you know, but we're going to update it a little bit, and yeah, it worked perfectly for me on that, so yeah, 541 mm-hmm. votes for Story of the Heart, and that yeah. very much deserves its place within the, the top 25 for me. Um, at mm-hmm. number 22 is one of those kind of rarities um, and it's the USA remix of One for Sorrow um, that got 586 votes. Now, the main One for Sorrow will come up later on in the mm-hmm. chart. Um, but this American remix is one where the real fans will go 
yeah, I've got a version of that. I've seen that. I've seen that video. Um, that's when they're obviously supporting Britney Spears on tour um, over in the yeah. States. And it's the only remix in the countdown. So why this one? And what, why has it resonated with people, do you reckon? I would say because it's probably the only song which was released with, with the two different arrange, official arrangements, you know, and let's say at that time, probably the USA market was um, pretty much different than the one in UK. And we have to be honest, uh, nowadays is pretty much same as well. You know, you have artists who are from the UK, but also like touring in, 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 in USA or working in USA, but at the same time, I would say that people went for this little up-tempo. Tony Morin is one of the best producer, producers in the world. And this is why I get why uh, this song actually peaked on the US charts on 38, on the Billboard Dance Club songs. And at the same time, being their debut USA single. And um, it's, it's, it's actually pretty much understandable why the song worked well. And especially back in the days when they uh, toured with Britney as well, it was actually the perfect fitting at at that time. And I think it's, um, I I feel a little bit sorry for them that the song and the following career didn't make bigger impact on them in the United States, to be honest, because um, they kind of work things well. But at some point, it wasn't meant. It's not meant to be. Maybe it wasn't meant to be, and maybe we wouldn't even have steps nowadays if they would go all over the U.S. You know, like it's way bigger market, way bigger pressure. I would say bigger expectations, and who knows? Maybe after after uh, Boxing Day 2001, they would never ever get back together. You know. So, but we all celebrate it. At, at that point, and this is why I, I really enjoy it and One for Sorrow, uh, both version, uh, both versions actually, but um, as I said, Tony Moran did, did an amazing job remixing that, and um, I see the reason why people love it. Yep, absolutely. Number 21 on the chart, uh, one of the singles from the What Future Holds Part 1, um, or just What Future Holds at that time. I didn't know Part 2 was coming, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it was uh, a song that was released as a, a lyric video um, filmed in the arcades of Blackpool, and it's uh, To the Beat of My Heart. Um, mm-hmm. Again, the kind of bouncy pop track just almost kind of felt a little bit like a bonus single from that album um, just after the, yes. the kind of the main singles but um, that was just kind of thrown out there as if they, yeah, we were going to give you another one um, but never really promoted as a single but it's kind of almost had that kind of feel of yeah that this is just a, a kind of a bonus for the fans you know um, the, the one of the bravest thing Steps have done is releasing um, basically an album which we all know their biggest um, uh, their biggest advantage of steps is performing live and their tours and concerts etc and they lit- literally presented this album what the future holds during the worst time possible and I have to say that to the beat of my heart was actually well done in a way of how much you know, Lisa living in Dubai, other ones being like all over the UK and just appreciating the way that they gave something to the fans, 
even if that was actually pretty cute and nice lyrics video. But um, as you said, it wasn't promoted that much. Uh, I think they had this live performance on BBC Radio 2 uh, when, when premiering the single. Um, but it's it's a it's it's a joyful thing, you know. It's it's. Uh, I will probably repeat myself so many times, but like joy is probably one of the words which is so related to steps, and also uh, to the beat of my heart. Um, also, is one of the songs which which make them um, getting a little bit away from the campiness and the pop, but um, the, the audience loved it as well. Um, I can see maybe why it was so um, so low on the chart. It's it's probably one of the songs. I won't say the only song, but <laughs> one of the songs without a proper music video, the way we are used to it, mm. you know, routines, etc. But um, on the other way, at least. It wasn't only, you know, YouTube playlist of 10 songs and with an artwork. We, we were able to, to have the, the lyrics video and it's been fun watching them, how they enjoy. And if I don't, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, yes, that was filmed right between or before the Royal Variety. Yes. Uh, yeah. Course, yeah. So, so you know, they they gave us something, and and this is why why Steps fans are always so thankful about you know receiving all these feedbacks from Steps because they they do listen to the fans, and they probably said you know we we need another another single which which should fill the gap between other activities, and they said you know we really need to do something visually. And this is what it is, and and I think it's 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 nice, and um, it's a nice song, and uh, I I really enjoy it in this era. Okay, and to the top twenty, and with a massive seven hundred and three votes, it was another double A side. Uh, this one, uh, the other side of here and now, and it's uh, you'll mm -hmm. be sorry um, from the old era of steps and. Uh, that's very kind of high disco, high camp, just mm -hmm. steps that kind of peak of our powers. And I will come on to talk about here and now a little bit later on, but I actually prefer You'll Be Sorry. I think it's a bit more of a, a kind of disco track. It's got a better beat for me. It's just a, a bit more kind of gritty and uh, I think it's got a better dance routine as well, if I'm honest, which is part of why we're all here. Um, so slightly surprised that this one's the other side of here and now. Um, but what's your take, Jan? Um, you know, the, the thing is that um, for me personally, I'm so happy, even though we still see double A sides, like uh, we had this specific case with ABBA and with uh, I Still Have Faith in You and Don't Shut Me Down when they announced new album. But I'm I'm so happy that this is not quite a, a thing anymore because the, both of them are such a great songs. And, you know, when you put this project at the same time, um, there is some songs which get less opportunities than the other one, um, even though they're both double A side. But I think like You'll Be Sorry is a nice club song to always, you know, um, club song to go and here and now is again typical step sound, a typical step sound which is uh, beautiful and amazing but um, as I said before there's a lot of 
you know, social media, uh, this may be the best possible answer for you for all of those songs being, as you said, um, lower on, on, on the chart. It's basically because the social media uh, helped um, making Steps audience bigger. You know, like um, there's a lot of basically the biggest fan base is in UK and I would say in Asia. But at the same time, social media helped them to get, you know, to the other places as well. And maybe just because of that, some new fans would probably go firstly for the new songs because they have the 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 brand new sound they had the brand new high quality music videos you know and the ones they fell in love with them they go and they go for researching the old songs but um this is probably the main reason why all of those classics are are staying in you know in this list around the 20th place but um, at the same time i think it doesn't really mean if they love it more or less because if you went as you said to to the steps concert there's every single song or is it you'll be sorry or is it who knows um something from the new era uh people enjoy it let's say my first hand experience i bought myself a ticket for o2 arena i have no idea what does it feel like to sit on the actual chair where I paid a ticket for? Because I spent two hours of dancing to yeah. each and every other song. So it's basically, I, I, I don't even know if the chair was, was comfortable or not, you know, because I, I haven't been sitting on it at all. <laughs> so um, this is what, what steps are bringing, you know, and this is probably the main reason why some of these songs are a little bit lower on the chart. Um, but I don't think I don't think it 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 works in a way of um, that people wouldn't enjoy it as much as they enjoy the new stuff. No, fair enough. Uh, number nineteen on the chart, seven hundred nine votes, so just slightly more than you'll be sorry at seven hundred three. Mm-hmm. Is our first song from the Step One album. Um, so first album, uh, classic Steps, um, and it's better best forgotten and the video with the the light blue. Um, <laughs> costumes and mm-hmm. uh, the, the kind of very kind of cheesy dance routine now this was a single after heartbeat uh tragedy um for mm-hmm. them and again just a fun pop song um but yeah probably the the, the least well-renowned of the, the first album tracks yeah i mean the song picked on the number two on the uk charts back in 1999 it stayed 19 weeks on on uk charts and it's been a certified gold and the sales went around 400,000. if i'm if i'm not wrong you know uh, i think one of the interviews i really enjoyed was i think back from the beginning of new era uh they have been promoting their new album and they said you know i think h said um uh, you know whenever i'm i'm trying to see the old videos because he was you know always filming something on his camcorder and even like nowadays he's showing stuff on the social media uh, the never seen rare footage from from before he said you know it's so funny when we when we play this to our kids saying oh look here's daddy 
dressing as a banana you know like and this is one of the <laughs> you know one of the one of the songs where where um it's basically this kind of connection sometimes the outfits maybe they wouldn't even you know pick the same clothing nowadays but um it, at the same time it's it, it's been fashion from you know at that time and they probably decided you know yes we will probably do it because it was fitting at that time but like it's another classic um i mean it's it's so hard for me not not to enjoy stem songs and this is why not yeah uh, uh, i mean there should i mean on this list i don't think there's a there's a skipper of the song for me if i have it on the playlist i i would probably never skip none of those so um but again it's a nostalgia you know for for all of us following their journey since the 25 years ago it's always the, the one of the songs which you put them even louder on the radio when you hear it or at least like on on your iTunes Spotify wherever you listen to music so it's basically uh, a classic we love us some classic and um yeah this is what I have to say about Better Best Forgotten. It yeah. definitely, it shouldn't be Better Best Forgotten. Absolutely. Uh, 18 on the chart, a big jump up to 893 votes. Um, and this one really benefited from the collaboration uh, with Michelle Visage, um, obviously famous for RuPaul's Drag Race and many other things. But um, quite the collaboration for Steps to get involved in. Um, Heartbreaking the City, obviously, was an album track really on the first part of What Future Holds uh, and then kind of remixed and kind of re-released um, with Michelle taking some vocals um, from the part two album. And this one uh, was a big highlight on, on the most recent tour, um, even though, of course, uh, Michelle wasn't part of that for, for various reasons. But um, I think she did a, does a great job in this. It sounds as if certainly not a place with there and well obviously steps don't do collaborations all that often at all um but this one um very much brought them to a new fan base that maybe weren't as familiar with them as they maybe would have been uh, and certainly michelle gave them that audience you know uh when i was listening to the album um what a future holds and i always had this feeling that heartbreak in this city really should be a single you know and i really enjoyed it always and it's so funny because as you said it's not one of the singles but it's basically first single to feature another artist uh, michelle actually recorded her vocals in new zealand because she was there at the time while she was filming drag race down under um but it's 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 so funny because if you if you see it from that point of view Michelle was actually manifesting it with with um, her love for the UK is you know you you can't really measure it, but um, she 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 said you know from now on I want to be uh, known as Michelle from Steps, and as weird as it might sounds for some people, she's such a perfect fit. Like when when they were performing on the Graham Norton. It, it wasn't Steps featuring Michelle Visage. That was basically Steps with Michelle Visage. Mm -hmm. You know, in a way of how really she um, embraced this Steps Steps era. And of course, we shouldn't forget the five, six, seven, eight reference in the music video. Like, 
she also often um, remembered that um, it's actually probably one of her favorite songs. Maybe she should listen to some other ones as well. Yeah. <laughs> however, <laughs> uh, however, it, she was such a great fit. And I, I was surprised for a first time on this um, chart we are talking about today um, that this song was actually so low. It's campy, mm. it's pop, it, it brings, you know, so much things it's very much in your face but in a way of um how they do it also we have to shout out here to to lisa scott lee who was in dubai at the moment and she wasn't able to you know film the part of uh, she she wasn't able to be in the uk for filming the the music video and she had to do it from dubai but if you didn't know that except for not seeing them in the same um, place when they had their, you know, I say, handography in this new era. <laughs> um, you you probably wouldn't even notice that she wasn't there. So this is that well done. It was created this whole project. And I really enjoyed it. It's probably in top three of my step songs ever. It's, wow, okay. Yeah, and it as I said, it's campy, it's nice, and Michelle is fitting perfectly here. Um, also, collaboration, doing collaborations with steps, it's always a sketchy idea. There's five of them already, and making another featuring could be a huge mess. Not another fit, featuring after Michelle, but like making featuring with, you know, somebody else. You can really lose the focus, but it really was a good one also they had this amazing performance on graham norton show um and yeah it's it's also it's been like time for them to be there because um it the song deserved it and so did the music video and the promo after so yeah this is when it comes to heartbreak in the city for me Okay, uh, next two songs on the chart, both number one singles uh, for Steps in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 17 in the chart with 904 votes, it's uh, Stomp. And mm-hmm. at 16th place uh, with 928 votes, it is the iconic tragedy. Um, so let's roll them both together um, for this final part of, of this pod before we look into um, some of the tracks that didn't make the top 25, Jan. Um, so Stop tra- and Tragedy, obviously both number one singles, have not got to number one since then uh, with with, I, with any track really. So um, mm-hmm. maybe slightly undervoted again on these ones, although I think Tragedy certainly for, from Steps fans of a, a certain vintage is maybe a song that we've now maybe heard and maybe maybe don't listen to it quite as much as we once did um but i still think stop stands as the test of time it's a nice dance song like i mean it has this great uh, energy whenever they they perform it like when they perform i think it was in this morning few months before yeah it was this morning few months before the tour started and they they arrived to to um this morning to promote the upcoming tour and they performed this medley of the songs and one of them was also stomp and you could see the same energy and this is why fans love it because it's basically the song which will always put you in a good mood 
and this is one of the um, one of the singles which which I always enjoy, um, and it's it's you know it, the the problem of Steps is that they created so many great songs, and if you create a lot of great songs, some of them has to be lower, some of them has to be you know higher, <laughs> so. But um, I'm sad that the stomp is um, again um, not higher on this chart, but again uh, one of their um, UK peaks on number one released in October 2000. Um, it spent 12 weeks on the chart, certified silver with sales over 200,000. So this kind of are, you know, this is kind of a picture why people loved it, why they bought it so many times why they um fans again helped it to 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 be on the charts etc so it's a great song and i i always enjoy it whenever i'm trying whenever i'm listening to to steps stop stomp is always bringing me somewhere you know in my uh, early childhood when i had no worries and basically um when the highlight of the day was playing steps music whenever possible okay and tragedy at number 16 on the chart obviously the first number one um typically the the encore for any of our live shows um again it's a song that i mentioned earlier we're probably a little fed up with really as steps fans but it's iconic it's one that, that they have to do and they always will do and it made them uh, very very successful so you're probably not going to hear them complain about doing it but um it's obviously the most iconic in terms of dance routines as well and ones that, that people that are maybe not uber steps fans but they'll, they'll know the tragedy dance you know what's the problem with tragedy not, not a problem i don't call it a problem the thing is that it's one of the most if not even the most popular song um together with five six seven eight and this is why because fans heard it so many times and as not fans probably I mean, steps when they've been recording this and performing gazillion times as well. You know, they probably they're not as excited as they were when they first heard the, the demo version of the song, probably. But I mean, this is why the fans the fans love it. Like, I mean, a few days ago, I was I was um, switching on the channels and I was um, I saw one of the one of the um, music TV channels. And they were playing the biggest hits of the 90s. And while I was doing my stuff on my laptop, tragedy appeared. So if if the music video for for a tragedy in 2022 appears in a TV music channel, I think it's 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 a huge classic, and it's probably one of the songs they always end up the show with. You know, and they always put it in a good mood. And I always enjoy it. How, uh, what kind of magic is always done to this song when steps are on tour? You know, like they always do this amazing arrangement um, and it, it always works. So, but again, fans probably heard it so many times. They're not as excited as they were in, in the late 90s. So that's probably the only reason. Um, let's see some of the songs which they haven't been performed that much they're not probably as fed up with as they are no, with tragedy no, I get that uh, but it's it's a classic song it's it's a the way 
I think Tragedy is the song which describes Steps the best. You know, like they're all over the place. They're, they're always a little bit extra. And this is what makes them so special. No, so good place to end the countdown for this part of the yes. podcast. We will come on to talk about the top 15 in our second part. But just before we finish up um, this time, uh, we're just going to talk through some of the tracks that didn't make the top 25. Um, mm-hmm. Just get some quick one-line sound bites from uh, yourself, Jan, uh, whether or not you think any of these um, should have made um, the, the top 25. Just out a quick yes or no, um, and we'll, we'll round things off. So 36 uh, received the least number of votes was Light Up the World. I loved Seven Heaven version of that. It's ah, oh, but I think it's it's ah. Oh, I mean, it, it's I would say no, but yeah. it's it's very un, it's very um it's it's not a fine thing to say or yes or no because I would probably go yes for for yeah, any of the songs. No, fair enough. Um, yeah. thirty-five uh, Mars and Venus. Um, 34, the Thank Abba for the Music collaboration alongside Bewitched, Tina Cousins, Cleopatra, and some other people who I can't quite remember. Um, but that was from the famous Brit Awards performance as well. Um, yeah. Not especially, Billy Piper was the other one, um, not especially a Steps song per se, but um, one that they were very iconic for doing uh, back in the day, so at 34. 33, the ABBA cover of I Know Him So Well from the musical Chess. Um, always a big favourite on tour, that one. Uh, I love it. It's, it's, I was actually surprised because it wasn't on 25, but like I would say yes, it should be a part of the top 25. Um, I will. I will probably never forget this emotional performance from from uh, the day um, they actually uh, had their last performance in 2001. Yeah, uh, the last dance. So yeah. yeah, it was so 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 emotional, and 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 I still love this song so much. Um, and I hope I will see them perform this song this song anytime soon as well. Okay, 32, uh, another ballad, um, When I Said Goodbye, um, which, again, a nice ballad, but probably not not one of the, the, the best ones. Some of the other ones mm-hmm. that are in the charts, so I can understand that one. 31 mm-hmm. um, was a big favourite of mine from the Tears of the Dance Floor album, uh, Dancing with a Broken Heart, um, which I thought was, was a really nice, fun, kind of modern pop song, um, and kind of fun dance routine as well, and um, mm-hmm. certainly kind of sounded that kind of new sound of steps and that's uh, a good one of mine uh, number 30 the darren hayes written 100 years of winter um from the most recent album again beautiful written song uh, darren hayes um, i agree as a genius uh, brilliant songwriter brilliant singer himself and this one again very different from steps and i think just one that very has had enough time really to sink in with a lot of the fan base to for a maybe do this chart in 10 years time and that one i think will will do a little bit better you know what's the uh, what's the main problem of the songs like a uh, hundred years of winter um they are usually uh, that was the single number four from from this album first one was heartbreak in the city then we had um uh we had take me for a ride and then we had the slightest touch and then we had a hundred years of winter right right um, the thing was that the song was played by fans so many times on the album already that probably it lost its um, focus. 
but I love the idea how they created the music video, starting, you know, all in black and white and then appearing in the colors at the end. Um, I would look at this song as a, as a like, new era for steps, uh, remarking it in a, in, a, in, a really nice, in a really nice way. And yeah. I think it's a beautiful song. I mean, Darren yes. Hayes, come on, you know. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 29, uh, another ballad, uh, Words Are Not Enough, um, had the, the kind of animated video. Um, that, yeah, we don't really yeah. say too much about that. <laughs> it's 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 probably uh, it it really seems that it, it shows in the new era as well that the fans were always but always admiring up tempo songs more <laughs> than the ballads because there's a lot of ballads staying out of the top 25 here and they're nice songs actually but maybe they're not such a standout but like again um, it's 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 a nice song as well uh, even though. I have a strong feeling that the main reason why <laughs> it was filmed that way that yeah. um, it started, you know, the whole story breaking apart. And I'm pretty much sure that they really wanted to spend because they were spending so much time together and oh. filming another music video. And who knows? I mean, it's it's a nice song. It's it has it has a story, but I I can understand why why it's out of top twenty five. Yeah, uh, twenty eight is five six seven eight. Obviously, first single, um, but the Marmite signal single. To be honest, it's one of these mm-hmm. again iconic dance routine, yes. um, but done to death. And uh, again, probably the, the Regency bias is counted against that one a little bit, but it's one of these similar to tragedy we spoke about earlier, that is yeah. just iconic steps. And if, if you speak to someone about steps, that will be a song they'll know by them. Um, whereas maybe only fans will know 100 Years of Winter, for example. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that, as, as you said, like it's, it's the same thing with tragedy. It's one of the brand songs for for brand steps you know so it works in that kind of a way and um, i would say it's it's still like huge um party song whenever they do it even though we all know that they basically do it just because of the fence not because they would enjoy doing five six seven eight yeah. but again you know like one of in one of the interviews they said you know because we performed the song so many times we really need to find always you know the new way how to perform it let's say this year's tour was great example let's say it was five six seven eight but with a mixture of the different songs and you know putting this a little bit in a 2022 so uh uh, sorry at that time still 2021 but uh however (laughs) um, okay The thing is, the thing is that they really need to, you know, sort those things out. When the songs are 25 years old, the production back in the days were way much different. I mean, song in the in the 1997 was described, uh, five, six, seven, eight was described as a techno pop song. Who on earth would say techno pop to that? (laughs) You know, and, and what and what is techno pop actually nowadays? You know, so this is. This is this kind of um, it, it's an iconic song, but I can again see why it stayed out of. Yeah, it's the type of song that 
bands could have released and been a one-hit wonder and we never saw them again. Uh, yes, 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 tw- yes. 25 years later, still talking about Steps. So that probably it's unbelievable. Yeah. Everything about the, the longevity of the band and, and how they've managed to, to resonate with so many people for so long, which is great. Uh, 27, uh, Baby Don't Dance, which again is one of these kind of album tracks which uh, came a bit of a B-side, but the kind of cult following song um never really on a kind of official sig- signal as such but um big one kind of with live fans and um kind of the, the best song that they never released type thing so um yeah the thing is like maybe don't dance it's again it's always a nice filler on on the concerts um it probably never got like the same amount of uh, attention as the other ones because it was always meant to be, you know, like released in this kind of a way. Um, but um, I mean, it's it's all for good, you know, like it's at some point, even though it didn't get much attention, it always get nice attention on, on Steps concerts. So yeah. okay. win-win situation. And at 26, just missing out on a place in the top 25, Steps oh. Kylie and Better the Devil You Know, which I, I'm massively shocked about. Um, obviously, Steps yeah. Kylie, come on. Um, and yes. they did it very well. And uh, they had that iconic kind of smash it, pose winner, pole winner party performance. And it was mm-hmm. um, just a, a big song and done very well. And yeah, the, this one, too low for me. Um, it was it, it it is surprisingly too low and just missing the few points, you know. Uh, but at the same time, you know, um, it's fine because whenever you see them nowadays, they still pay tribute to that song with wearing those similar costumes. Maybe they they are not wearing horns, but like they are still kind of, you know, especially on this tour, they really um, have tried to uh, to show as much nostalgia as possible uh it's it's a banger i mean be- better the devil you know it's still you know one of those songs where where you really can't stand still and just you know be yeah. super quiet and super yeah. focused on I, something we'll, we'll leave you on this one so i went to see kylie yeah. play live in glasgow um maybe 2002 2003 on our uh, fever tour and she performed mm-hmm. better, whatever you know, and I'm there doing the steps routine to it. So that pretty much tells you everything <laughs> you need to know. Yeah, you it. see the uh, influence. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, you see, you see, and that's the that's the charm of, of steps doing so many cover songs because it mm. fits them so much because they they can basically put the um, the, the the song to some to some other level. There's so many songs um which which got their own attention with Steps version more than with the proper single, but we will talk about this in, in the other podcast. So big thank you to Jan. We'll be back uh, very soon uh, with part two of this talking from 15 down to number one on the chart. But this has been uh, a lot of fun talking through the, the first part of the Ultimate Steps single countdown um, in association with the Ultimate Steps fan site. Um, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back very, very soon. Bye.
been listening to a Quite the Thing media production of Quite the Music, distributed as part of Quite the Music collab.